Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone but you said sex. if you were in a commune, you'd, you'd have an orgy. Because everyone's doing it. <laughs> if it was the norm, then yeah. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> Believe me. If I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. Hello and welcome to the Gilmore Boys. (laughs) I'm Gilmore. I am Gilmore. I'm happy I am Gilmore. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable with me. Shoot... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to use that as the actual one Yeah, yeah. I know he's going to read it, it. Gonna... <laughs> Done it, just carry on I'm going to just edit show. it together Hello. <laughs> You can't do it again, you've done it It's done Okay No, do it, come on yeah, go on. Hello I don't know why he struggles with the intro I so just always, Dude, just how many times have you done, done the intro? What are you doing? <laughs> it's like he's trying to remember his lines Like the one line Hello And welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable With me Your host this evening Tiss with me as always. TC, TC. <laughs> and. Uh, this is Bob Shoy. This is Beefy. How you doing, guys? Uh, we're good. I'm good. Yeah. I've, I've had the week off work so far, so I'm pretty relaxed. Yeah. Weird, weird news last week. <laughs> yeah. Weird news last week. Yeah. Which we'll be recording in about two hours. <laughs> and then this episode, which you guys already know, uh, it's about cults. Stone Call them cunts. It's about cunts. Some of them are still at large. Some of them are like cunts, though, aren't um, they? Yeah, I'll just be discussing weird motherfuckers All right. that take control of many people, make them do crazy shit. Mm. We can explore why they do it, maybe. Mm. Cults are really, really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. I've I was always enjoyed talking about them. I was surprised that Tiss was going to do this. Because this it, always feels like one you would stray from. Yeah, because mm. you did serial killers. It'd be so dis- dislike. He didn't like it because it's too real world. Yeah, I did strange disappearances. He didn't like it too real world, and then he does this. Yeah. All of your people though are like dead and gone, whereas the cults that I'm going to be talking about are still alive. Well, come get. Are us. we going to? Um, what are they going to do? They can't get us. That's come, how and brain, the come and brainwash us. No, just kill us or send one of their followers to kill us. Really? Yeah, but aren't Maybe. all cult leaders American? How do they know where we are? True. Answer my other question. Aren't, I've got this theory that all, and this is nothing to do with, if you're American, you're listening to this. I love you. I love Americans. I love America. But I have not seen or heard of a cult that did not come out of America. I'm sure you're going to show me some tonight. No. 
You're not. Only they're all from America. What? Well, Are you no, serious? This is interesting. Oh, actually, no, that's bullshit. No, one of them's right. one of them's Japanese. Oh. Or well, the guy is from Japan. The the cult is worldwide. Oh right. Um, oh, so we need to be careful with this one then. Hmm. One of them is American, quite famous, uh, Charlie Manson. Oh yeah. But this one particularly, Charlie Manson. Okay. And then it'll be an ongoing series of episodes about other cults as well. Sounds exciting. So this is like a series you're going to delve back into every now and then? Oh, yeah. I don't know much about Manson. I joke about him a lot. I know a little bit, but... <laughs> joke about him, joke about him a lot. Gags. <laughs> He's one of my go-to sort of clowns, but I don't know a lot about him. Probably a nice guy. Um, Let me explain. We've talked about him a lot on the pod, and we've made a few... Have we? A few... Yeah, we've talked... Not like about... Just talk, I don't know, just made references. Not as much as we talked about Harry references. from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Have you seen it yet, Tuis? No. Uh, Harry is the unofficial fourth member of the podcast. <laughs> Harry, Harry Bowles? No, Harry and the Hendersons. Who's Harry and the Hendersons? I want a picture of oh. us three and Harry walking across Abbey Road. We need to get... We need to... <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get Marissa... On yeah. to getting as a lovely Marissa, if you're listening, which hopefully you are, please get on to uh, in all the spare time, which I'm sure you've got. Create us a lovely picture of us three with Harry from Harry. Do you and think she has, there's enough reference imagery of us? Well, on. she's on. She sees us on Facebook, doesn't she? Mm, I don't know. On Facebook, didn't we share that picture of all of us? Yeah, on the one, And I don't think any of us particularly look that much like ourselves in that picture. If we could we have that with Harry, do. imagine that with, with Harry, Harry in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah, because he's so big. All right, sorry, Tish anyway, derailing. So okay, so but I am right, aren't I? That a lot of cults come from American cult leaders. Yeah, I can't name one from the UK. I'm sure there is loads, to be honest. But if you're in a UK cult, contact us. <laughs> want to interview you on the show? We want to be a part of your gang. <laughs> no, I don't. Pretty sure Scientology's got a UK base. Oh, joking. Oh. Don't cut that. I mean, cut that. Scientology. Yeah. Yeah, that Scientology isn't LRH the b. Oh, cut that. <laughs> Applaud him. Let's hear it for LRH. LRH. I haven't actually read any of his books. I'd love to read some of his fiction. Well, he's got one very famous one that isn't fiction. Dianetics. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fiction at all. <laughs> um... <laughs> Should we jump in? Yeah, let's yeah. jump in. Both feet. Do, what do you guys know about Charlie Manson? Let's start with Charles. Well, I joke about him a lot. I, uh, so I know that Beef loves <laughs> yeah. to joke what about him. <laughs> yeah, what jokes? I don't know. I can't <laughs> well, remember these what jokes. What a load of lols. Uh, I, all I know about him is that he was a cult leader. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Rachel started, we started to watch a documentary on him on the Discovery Channel yeah. about a year ago. Um, and it was a bit like... Yeah, it was. It was. It's quite. It's quite an it intense. Morb- guy. Is it morbid? Mm. Is the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I'm like, quite um, grim. He's uh, still alive. Yeah, he's in prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does loads of like prison poetry and shit. I know that. Mm. And some people like love his stuff. I don't know if it's the like, gimmick of it being like Charles Manson, um, but I know like some of his like poetry and stuff he's written in prison is like really popular among certain people who like like that sort of thing. Yeah. The thing about Charlie Manson is he's very counterculture, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite attractive to a lot of people. But the problem is, is that also based on some of his behaviour from witness accounts. Anyway, that's all we can really go off. I mean, we, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But 
He sounds like a bit of a psychopath. Yeah, I think so. Um, but the problem is with all psychopaths is that they've got the charm and the... The one problem with all psychopaths is... <laughs> well, they've always got a bit of charm and they're always, they've always got a sort of point in a way. Like, I think that... Well, they're not, always intelligent. Very intelligent, yeah. So it seems like they got a point. Yeah, I think that they use, like, sort of real issues to their advantage. You know, mm-hmm. they can... If you were to fr- you throw the baby out of the bathwater, but like some of the stuff they say is probably on the nose, but a lot of it is geared towards because you to to uh, try and get someone on your side, you've got to be talking truth. If you're yeah. talking bullshit all the time, they're just going to see through it. You've got to give them something. Something to, to latch onto and yeah. then you use your charm for the rest. Exactly, because then they think, oh, well, that's true, that's true. Then it all must be true. You know. Surely they can't all be psychopaths, though, because some of them not all the cult leaders no. genuinely believe what they're saying. I Otherwise, think just Ch- Charlie Manson, just just from he's what a I've psycho. seen, um, possibly, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. So but, tell us a little bit about him and and his cult, and so mainly me because I don't really know very much. He started off when he was younger, got into a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. Like he comes from a rough background. And there, he served, I think he was in prison until he was like 27, just petty crimes, robbing, stuff like that. And then he came out of prison in the Summer of Love. And when Summer of Love, 66? Uh, 69. 69, oh yeah, because Summer of 69. Yeah, yeah, Summer of Loving. He went to San Francisco. Had me a blast. So, yeah, the Summer of Love. 69, yeah. Um, he was in San Francisco getting involved with the sort of revolution that happened, the cultural revolution yeah. of the 60s, psychedelics, hippie culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is a very talented musician, actually. Is he? Very. So he took his guitar there. He gained a lot of followers. A lot of weight. <laughs> a lot gained of, a lot of weight. Gained a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> And it all went downhill from there. At the end. <laughs> uh, just got a warm fat That's an musician. alternate reality. That's when it would have all gone right. right. But <laughs> Yeah, in a parallel universe, he's just sat in donuts and drinking beers and playing min- instruments on his <laughs> Yeah, mince pies. Playing minstruments. 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 So, yeah, he, he um, played music and gained a lot of... Gained a lot of like followers, yeah. Sort of uh, gained a bit of a following, you know. It's like Charlie, like yeah, gift of the gab. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying a lot, of, like you know, everyone was Good sort of boy. taking drugs and sort of talking about like the establishment. Charlie's blah, blah. He obviously had a lot of good ideas. Charlie's angels, quite a talented <laughs> musician, quite a good-looking guy. I have to say, you know, he's got like rugged, quite a good looks. Long looks. He looks a bit like detective. you. I'd say he looked more like Bob, yeah. Like, you. like Ooh, if you had, like, flowing and hair. And that's what he just said. So I'm nice telling such a compliment. Um, yeah, really well attractive guy. Looked a bit like Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just forget the bit that you look also a bit like a cult leader. And... I'll take it. Charming. Gift of the gab. Yeah, awesome. that's it. Psychopath. So, Rough yeah. smooth. <laughs> so, the, the, them guys, uh, him and his sort of followers, ended up... Um, I can't remember what it's called... Uh, it's a ranch him. somewhere. He uh-huh. they they ended up living on a ranch, yeah, basically, like getting right. leaving society, sort of going to a ranch and sort of like peace and love, you know, looking after each other, living like a commune, like a hippie commune. Sounds lovely. 
It started off lovely. <laughs> it started lovely. Having parties every day, taking loads of, of like, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want experimenting I with just, acid and I'd drugs. I want the and, community bit. Yeah, it wasn't. Quite I um, I did a job for a commune. Yeah, yeah. What was did that you? like? I had to plaster all the hallways and stuff, and the and the rooms. Oh, um. It was a Christian commune, I think. Was it? Yeah, uh, American Christian commune. They'll come over. I can't remember what they were called. Um, they were like so friendly. Obviously, mm-hmm. they were almost like too friendly. They to wanted the point you to they join. were doing. No, they were doing like half the work for us. Really? Yeah, they were like, um, oh, oh, do you want any Christians. help? They're like paying us. Yeah. And then they were like all helping as well. But what else are they going to do? Because they're like in a commune. That's what they do, isn't it? It's yeah, let's live like. There was a guy. I would. If I had the time to help, I'd help everyone. Um. Anyway, carry on. Where was I? So they moved to a ranch. Um. The Spate. I think Spate Ranch. Right. Something. I don't know the name. Um. Basically, it was a it was an old movie set. It sounds like a it's like a western movie set. So they had like oh. a, ca- a saloon and shit like that. That sounds amazing. That does sound like awesome. it does look really cool. I'll show you pictures. Uh, it looks it's like yeah, and they just sort of partied every have to be night. That child, like come and live on our movie set. You can be the bartender. Yeah, we have a saloon. Yeah, I'd be literally like I'd be it'd be like a Wild West cartoon. Just see like dust on my hat behind me. Mm. <laughs> and pretty much amazing. like they were all sort of like they were very. Like Charlie was really revered by all of them, you know, because he was this smooth talker. Like he had these like amazing ideas. They were obviously taken in by him. Really, like th- at this point, he wasn't like the messiah or anything. It was just literally just a guy with you know these ideals, he, and he wanted. Did he to... ever claim to be messiah? Yeah, a lot of them did. He did. Yeah. Eventually, I think. I, I think he did. That's what it said on the doc. But I need to, like, yeah, I'll, I'll check. But I'm pretty sure on the documentary it said that, uh, yeah, I think eventually it it got to a point where he was just like, yeah, he was the man. Mm. And it just got more weird. So, where was I? Manson living, they were living on a saloon. So they're living, so they're just partying it up. <laughs> uh, and he'd apparently he'd used, like, They'd, they'd all use acid, but maybe he'd not use as much so that he could he could keep like control a little bit more, mm-hmm. little bit more control than everyone else. He mm-hmm. always liked to have that yeah. bit more control and because of his like background. I think that uh, you know while the rest of them were sort of free loving hippies, he was, but probably you know he was in the back of his head. He was always like you know. What am I getting from he this? He was thinking, oh, this is it. how can I manipulate this? Manipulation is how definitely, can I get, a, yeah. How can I get something out of this? I think on one of the I, one of the people, because basically the documentary I watched, and documentary I've watched, uh, it's like from uh, an interview from one of the people who was in the Manson family, it's who almost, got out. It's almost like he'd, he'd done this thing. You know when you, you get drunk with someone and... You're like, oh, we should do this thing. We always wanted, oh, yeah, yeah. like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, and you get really excited. We did it, and then you wake time. up. Oh, I did so much, and then <laughs> you, you know, you get to the next morning. You're like, wow, I'm glad that never materialised because that would have been a nightmare. It's almost like he did that, and they all were like, yeah, that sounds amazing, and then mm. he realised, hmm, this isn't as I need. To- I feel like with those things, I'm always the one who will text the next day and be like, we're still doing that thing. Like yeah. I'm the one who went with it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Transylvania start with that? Isn't that what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the bag that you used to carry around? 
And you used to go to the MK for... Legrand. Legrand. Legrand 24. Legrand 24. That was one of those things that everyone dropped out and you lived... Didn't you sleep above Costa? Um, Pret-a-Manger. Pret-a-Manger. Just slipped on the roof, yeah. (laughs) That was amazing. And you did it. Did it twice. The second time, this is nuts, the second time we tried to do... To outdo Legrand 24, we tried to do Legrand 50. No, 50 hours in the city. yeah. With the bag, yeah, 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 and there's so there's loads of rules as well. Like you can only eat certain foods, you can only drink certain things. You can't leave a certain radius of the bag, otherwise you're out. Yeah, you can't have any electronic entertainment at all that's yours. So you could go in like use the games and game if you wanted to. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, there was a big list of rules, but we tried to do the ground fifty, and we got to like we got to like hour twenty five or twenty six, and was like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It's like a cult in its own right. Hmm. Wow. Charismatic leader. That bag was huge as well. Like when we got on the bus, it was like a double seat. <laughs> you couldn't carry it on your own. It was that big, the ground. Oh my God. That is amazing. That is literally amazing that that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I slept rough. Like the, the second time, <laughs> I tried to sleep on Pret and we got kicked off by security guards. Yeah. And it's like 10 o'clock at night by this point. Couldn't get home. <laughs> and and I was like, so for it, I was like, got changed into my pajamas. I was standing in my pajamas and he was like, you can't sleep here. I had to sleep rough. I slept on the floor outside a news agent, a uh, travel uh, estate agent. Wow. That is such dedication to something that... That is mental. I don't run the... Basically, you invented. Yeah, I just loved crazy shit like that when I was a teenager. I was like, I'm only going to be a teenager once. Yeah, yeah. What's something weird I can do? That's amazing. That is amazing. Thanks. You've got to respect well, that sort of dedication. Well, for I sure. would not respect it. <laughs> I well did done. it. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I can't respect it. And I did. Cheers. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. The Where was I? I don't know. So, <laughs> he got onto Legrand. We were talking about manipulation and yeah. So he he would manipulate people. Um, they'd obviously have like <laughs> obviously they'd have orgies and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> On acid. I love that. What else are they going to do? Everyone it was the summer of 69. It was the summer of 69. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was having well, orgies well, and taking acid. Obviously, they all started humping each other. It was of only course. a matter of time. And, if uh, you live in a commune, you would, though. Yeah, yeah. I would. All in a hippie that. commune. Yeah, but they all do Taking it. acid all, all the time. cults. The cult leader wants to bang everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, you, like, do, do you, I don't know if you're going to talk about it later, but there's certain cults where it's like, it's almost like a privilege to The guy's like, well, I've heard from God, and he says... Did you know one of the Beach Boys actually partied with Beach Manson Boys. all the time really? and that's really? so he nearly got a record deal Charlie Manson whoa and imagine how much that would have changed his life the Beach Boys. totally <laughs> it would have it would have changed a lot it would have yeah. changed so much and well, you understand might not why because got into this mess of being in, in prison because basically no no because uh, well or it would have heightened the prison was already he'd done he'd done prison before so he was already a bit of a you know Lewis ruffian Cannon. yeah ruffian but um, so he nearly got a record deal, and it was Dennis. You scally one. Dennis from the Beach Boys. Dennis yeah, something. I can't think of his name. And then basically it didn't materialise. It got to a, a certain stage, and then they someone just basically was like, "Nah, don't don't want this," um, for whatever reason, and that triggered the whole anti-establishment. You know, us against them. Oh, so basically, just for a big sock. Yeah, basically, Paddy. he just he got very yeah. irate about it. Paddywhack. And from that, um, it was basically uh, him versus the establishment, or what he mm. saw as the establishment. And uh, so, because he didn't get a deal, 
Yeah. And, and the, so this is the... Oh, mm, boo-hoo, we didn't get a deal. We're going to go and create a cult and murder some people. <laughs> He's still out there, by the way. Um, hi, day? Charlie. Listen to our show. In prison, what else are you going to do? Read a book. <laughs> probably write a book. Read one book. He's probably smart enough. He draws as well, doesn't he? I think he does a lot of stuff. He's he quite a creative he person. Artwork. He does. Yeah, if you're in prison for a long time, I would learn how to do something yeah. amazing. Like a I think he already does. I think he, he already he is. draws and he writes poetry. That's mm. what I know about him in prison. A lot of the stuff he says as well, like, I mean, I don't know all the quotes, but there's one quote that's pretty on the nose, which is about people paying for water. And it's like, you know, people buying bottled water. It's like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, agree it's quite extreme. buying bottled water. That's but that's what I, he, he's sort of like, if you're people... You're a maniac. You know that comes out your tap. Yeah. Well, no, but I buy bottled water. you need water, where are you going to get it from? I do it's buy cinema. bottled water, because, like, fluoride yeah. is I, a cinema. I think it's because, because I still get buses everywhere, I always have a bottle of water in my bag. I hate tap water, because of the fluoride. Get a, get a filter. I do need to get a filter. I do buy bottled water. No, but I think his point was more the fact that you can't just go anywhere and be able to get water for free. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. It's got to that point where, you know, we're paying for water when it should be a right. Yeah, toilet, is. toilet, water should be a right. Yeah. Like, you should be able to go anywhere and be able to have access to Yeah, I agree water. with that. that, that and I think that was, like, one of the quotes. from. And that's kind of, like... That's what I mean. Like, you can't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Some of the stuff he does say <laughs> yeah, is... Yeah, but the very the next sentence was probably something mental. Probably. Like... You shouldn't have to pay for water. That everyone on the planet should have access to clean drinking water. Mm. So the weird thing is, I I've known about Charlie Manson obviously for ages. What you then going to be like? The weird thing is, I actually know. <laughs> I've even watched <laughs> documentaries, and I never even knew about the ideology that he put forward to his, you know, the members of the Manson family for what he was attempting to do. And what it was is that he was waiting. He the Be- Beatles. Uh, is it the White Album? It's the White Album, right? Mm-hmm. The White Album came out, and there's a song on there called Helter Skelter. Yeah, yeah. great song. Um, and he, f- he he was changed by this album, and he thought that the Helter Skelter song was about about the black man rising up against the white man. Oh, I and, didn't get that from and it. Just, and, ta- and where the white man's <laughs> right. cast the black man down for so long that the black man will rise up and defeat the white man. But he said he he thought that the white man was obviously smarter than the black man. That's what because he's racist. Oh, right. I say obviously because he's racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can imagine McCartney and Lennon sat there like, that is, yeah, that is bang That's on. Really good idea. That's bang on. That's exactly what we meant. Um, That's really good. That is. So oh. his um, his thing was that Helter Skelter was going to happen, which was where the power shift will happen, where blacks uh-huh. will have a war, a race war with white, and they will win, but that the black people would need someone to lead them. Because apparently they're not smart enough. That's what his words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I wasn't accusing yeah, you. Yeah, but at the, the time that was uh, knowing. Yeah, at the time that was. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but the Manson family. So the Manson fa- his his goal was to hide away while Helter Skelter happened, and oh. then. So he didn't. And then take over as leader, and then right take over because yeah, and lead them because they wouldn't be smart enough so to lead themselves. He, so he wasn't. Um, so he was he was racist, or was he saying, "Well, this is just what I've heard from this song, and if this is going to happen, I don't want to be a part of it"? Or was he? Did he have? Did he hate black people? Well, I on the documentary they said he was racist and this and that. I don't. I mean, I don't. I've never met him. 
I don't know. It's true. You can make up anything about someone you don't know, can't you? That's the problem. And it's... I'm very careful about what I assume about people because it could be just conjecture. They could just be like, oh, he's really racist, and maybe he's but not. But doesn't that whole concept seem slightly racist to you? It is a little bit Generalising a race for not being as intelligent as another one is kind of racist. Mm. But I'm not even sure... Uh, Unless he got that from another source, that would make you racist. Mm. I'd love to... I'll try and find a video of him actually saying it, and then we can confirm that he's racist. Yeah, let, we don't want oh, to assume yeah. anything, but... <laughs> so... Um, and that leads on to what what happened. So he basically he thought Helter Skelter was going to happen. His goal was Manson family are going to hide out. Uh, that was it. They're going to try and find the entrance to the bottomless pit in Death Valley, which is a hideout. They could they could hide down there while Helter Skelter happened for a hundred years. For a hundred years, for a hundred years, hide out there. What he was going to so come out gonna, for hundred years? Well, I don't know what he was going to do. Obviously, he'd die. Obviously die, yeah. Um, this guy's nuts. Obviously. <laughs> this guy's nuts. Um, yeah. and, then, and basically their goal was to yeah come back and do that. But How to Scout obviously never happened. Not in, no. So he no. was getting, day by day, he was getting really annoyed that it wasn't happening, that this prophecy of the that the Beatles foretold wasn't happening because it was the time of the Black Panthers, remember? Right, yeah, yeah. Was he yeah. was he religious? There was a lot of cult uh, you know, racial tension in the country. Oh, sorry. Was he religious? Is that why he thought he was the uh, Messiah or did that come or later? Did he just use the is idea that... of the Messiah to his benefit. Yeah, because the Messiah isn't a strictly Christian mm. thing, it's just the word. But yeah. Okay. Another question, while yeah. you've sorted that out. Why the orgies? Why isn't orgies something that happens all the time in cults? Like power. Everyone but you likes said sex. if you're in a commune, you'd you'd have an orgy because everyone's doing it. <laughs> if it was the norm, then yeah, <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, just I don't think that's weird. That that's what they that's what they do. Yeah. Why? What else is there to do? I suppose mm. have sex. Read read a once you've read a book. <laughs> there's not much else to do in a commune. There's one book. They just pass it around. <laughs> The LRH. Uh, um, yeah, sorry if we're messing up your flow, mate. No, I genuinely find I was trying to find a religious. Aff- yeah, it's really interesting. I was trying to find religious affiliation, but I can't seem to find it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's not. I suppose you could pick. You can get the word Messiah from anything. It's not really a religious thing. Just his music's actually really good. Like, not just like good. Like fucking. Like he could have been great. I don't know what religion he was. It doesn't come up. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just... I actually... I'm probably not atheist, but, like, probably just spiritual, like the rest... Like, agnostic, probably. Took a load of drugs, so he probably saw, like, you know, the same shit. Everyone saw right. Upon a staff evaluation of Manson, where he entered prison in July 1961... At the U.S. Penitentiary in McNeil Island, Washington, Manson entered Scientologist as his religion. Manson taught his followers that they were the reincarnation of the original Christians and the Romans were the establishment. That is mental. What do you think about that sentence? So he was a Scientologist. He wrote it, but... Oh, you didn't want to mess with Scientologists, did I don't know if it was true, but he wrote it down. He might have been fucking about. Probably as a joke. I feel like he was fucking about, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he subscribes to that religion. And he taught his followers that they were the reincarnation of the original Christians and that the Romans were the establishment. So we're the Romans. Or the establishment, the establishment was yeah, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. It's quite interesting. So I guess if he's writing Scientologist... Quite interesting guy. <laughs> I guess if you're writing Scientologist as your religion for a joke, 
then it's probably people don't actually know what religious belief he genuinely had. Well, it's like me writing Jedi, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? It's basically like to the point where it's like I don't care about that question. Mm. <laughs> Next, <laughs> that's probably yeah, what it that is. doesn't make up my identity. So yeah. Um, what you saying? Scientology is a joke. <laughs> no, but I think it's yeah. relevant to this episode though because it's another cult, basically. Ooh. Another cult, basically. Ooh, I wouldn't say that. All right. <laughs> No, that's for the episode. Yeah. Oh, you can have pizza if you want. Yeah, yeah should we have tea? Oh, I've got a beer. Oh, I've got a beer. Oh. Do you want tea, Yeah. <laughs> Please. Do you want pizza break? Come on, eat your pizza. I'll have a slice of pizza. Uh, it's going to uh, get colder. This, this is, a, this is a, uh, an interview, I think. Live where there's no TV, there's no radio, there's no clocks, there's no electric lights. The girls carry water. They don't wear makeup. They have their babies by themselves. They go in the shack and squat down and have their babies. I live on the ground. I live on the earth. I don't live. I lived in Hollywood, and I had all that. The Rolls Royce and the Ferrari and the pad in Beverly Hills. I had the surfboard and the Beach Boys and the Beeskies and the Neil Diamond and the Rob Scott and the Jimmy Schiffin and Elvis Presley's, Mesca Vestley's and all them guys. The Dina Martins and the Nancy Sinatras and the, and the Gafsa Safran. Will you do it to me? I hear you're doing good, honey, and all that kind of. Will you come up to my house later? So I went through all that, and I seen that was a bigger prison than the one I just got out of, and I really didn't care to go back to prison. See, prison doesn't begin and end at the gate. Prison is in the mind. It's locked in one world that's dead and dying, or it's open to a world that's free and alive. Drugs, LSD, I don't consider a drug. I don't consider peyote a drug. Those are more or less religiously significant awareness, mind-expanding apparatuses that come from the intelligence of the universe. The reason that the girls liked me was, Hey now, hey now, I'm all around you, around you. Hey now, up on your heart I can sing through you. And I play and I sing and they say, hey, man, you, you got, you got soul in that music. And I said, yeah, I, I play a little bit, you know, I like music. And they said, man, you're really somebody. I said, oh, I am? Oh, I just got out of jail. I don't know what somebody is. Get you over. I said, get me over for what? He said, we take you down here to Beverly Hills and we want to get you in with, because you're a star. I said, I'm a what? They said, you're a star. So they took me to the Beach Boys. And I went and I got on the surfboard and I rode around and I looked and I said, gee, Quayla Chingasos, this is more, this is more trouble than what I just got out of. You got nine, nine look at yourself. You got to wear that, whether you like it or not. You got to do things. You got to get up and go through all kinds of changes. Whether you want to or not doesn't matter. Your whole life is put in your paycheck. I don't, you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to do something I don't want to do. If I'm shoveling the barn and you want me to go uh, desk and run for him, I say, no, 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 I'm doing something right here. I'm helping this blind man. I feel better in doing what I want to do. I did not break the law. Jesus Christ told you that 2,000 years ago. You don't understand me. That's your trouble. Not my fault because you don't understand me. I don't understand you either. But I don't spend my whole life trying to put the blame over on you because my cigarette didn't light or because something didn't work right. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. 
I have it here. I don't need to live in this physical realm. I walk around in the physical realm, and I put on the faces, and I talk, and I play, and hang, yeah, it's just a big act, man. In the spiritual world is where I live. I exist in places you never even dreamed of. You talk about, you know, this little physical realm you live in, guilty, and is he in sin? How's your courts guilty? How many people do you think you've hung on the ventilators and the nut wards and forced medication on them? You see what I'm saying? You don't have any idea what the hell's going on. If you knew what the hell was going on in your own system, then you'd say, oh, now I see what's creating this. Society's creating it. Society's saying, we want these Rambos. We want these killers. Oh, wow, man. Look at that dude there. And you got little kids. You look in, your, in, in the book, and um, what are they selling? In the, in the, oh, yeah, Sears and Roebuck. Rambo from 12 to 15. Uh, Kai Karate from age 5 to 17. And you got all your kids out here doing these crazy things. Now you want to come and say, Charlie Manson's the father of our country. We're convicting you for being Jesus Christ. We're convicting you for being the devil. We're convicting you for being responsible for our actions. I'm not responsible for anyone's actions, but my own actions. In my whole life, I've burglarized the grocery store, sold some nickels and dimes, busted open a stamp machine, stole a few automobiles, and cashed a couple checks. I'm a petty car thief. I've uh, been with prostitutes and bums and winos and all my life. Uh, the street is my world. I don't. Uh, I don't pretend to go uptown and be anything fancy. I can, but I find more real in the world that I'm in than I do the tinsel. And the real world is the one I have to deal with every day. Uh, believe me, if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. But you can tell how he got so many followers. He's very charismatic. Yeah, but he's just babbling shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. He'd say something and you'd be like, go on. And then the very next thing would be total waffle. Well, the thing that he's offering is something more than reality that's what he's claiming he's mm. saying that you know you guys live in this real world and but i do this and i do that and for people that struggle to live in this real world it's very attractive to see someone in their element like that mm. and i think that's why people get taken in by him so they let's go let's go back to his story a bit mm-hmm. so he starts they they start having orgies they were having, yeah, yeah, just that's just standard. That's it, nothing to do with the murders. Normal. Back to that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Are we coming on to murders and and? Yeah, yeah. So the helter skelter thing, um, it wasn't happening. Yeah. No matter how much he probably wanted it to. So what he started doing, uh, he got his followers to do is start murdering people and making it look like the Black Panthers did it. Right. Trying to incite this race war. Let's that try he and get was it so going sure would happen um like it's gonna happen anyway we're getting sick of waiting let's spark it off yeah and another thing as well um when he was turned down for a record deal um one of the it was either dennis or or someone else's residence he went there and it was now uh tate polanski residence whereas before it was that guy so he went there he basically got turfed off the the property because he was looking for someone and it wasn't but he got turfed off the property and uh i think that is why he went back to, he killed sharon tate 
and uh, and some other people at the same at the same house, and that was quite significant that he got turfed off there because he see, I think he saw that as the establishment. You know, he got turfed off there, and his dreams were shattered, and you know that he had a bit of a grudge after that. Uh, I've got a clip from the Netflix documentary of how that killing went down from okay. a, from the perspective of one of the people that was actually there who got oh. away. She got away. Basically, this uh, Lisa, the whole documentary is from her point of view of how she got into the Manson family and what happened while she was there. And she wasn't, she was just a, a, a hippie. You know, she didn't want to kill people. She didn't want this or that. But it became quite apparent that, it, but you know, once it was love and unity and this and that, and then it was Manson had a vendetta and everyone was in on it. Everyone had to be on his side or, you know. and it's because they the highway. Yeah, and basically because they'd lived on this commune for so long and, you know, that was their way of life. That was their security. That was their thing. They were sort of, like, hanging on to it and, you know, hoping that, yeah, maybe... But you can, you can understand, kind of, to an extent, his process because he'd have started off with this mentality of... Oh, well, this is this is the way the world works. I don't really want to subscribe to that, but I guess I'll have to. And then he was very close to getting a record deal, very close to actually making it in the world, and he probably would have been thinking, okay, well, it's not really what I wanted, but if this is... Because he's he'd obviously had a complex from... You know, he would have been feeling inferior because he could not subscribe to the world he felt he was superior to. It's a bit of a paradox. Yeah, yeah. So when he didn't make it, you can kind of understand yeah. why it would have sparked all this stuff, but and he probably had a lot to say on the world stage. Like if he got hit the platform of you know being a musician, you know he probably had, he had a lot to say to his followers, and he was probably empowered by that. And thought you know if I could take this to a bigger stage, you know what? Where, the limit, the sky is the mm-hmm. limit. You know if he could have become a musician and got loads of fans and this and that, and you know he could he could affect a real change. And maybe because that got smashed down in front of him, he became very bitter, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, this is... What's the name of this documentary? Uh, this is Manson. It's on oh, Netflix. Just called Manson? Oh, okay, right. And it's, uh, it's a really good documentary, actually, because it's like all reenacted mm-hmm. with actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like you see, well, essentially what happened for real. And it's all... This Lisa does, you know, she probably coordinated the whole thing for for the documentary. Mm. Go around back. You two come with me. Tex told me to go to the back of the house. And him and the girls went to the front of the house. I went towards the house. There was a swimming pool there. I felt like an empty shell. It's like my body was there, but I wasn't... Everything is locked. Don't freeze up. You stay out here. Shut up! You're all gonna die! Okay, thinking she was going to come back in and explain. Like, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for it to come back. Sounds pretty grim. Hey, this is Bob Shoy. Um, I'm just going to jump in to sort of explain what happened here. So Tis played us that little clip um, from the documentary, which he really highly recommends. Um, 
But in the middle of playing it, we realised if you can't see what's happening, it's not really um, a very helpful clip just to have on a podcast because it's more visual. Um, so what he did is he had another video which he'd seen which he was going to use instead, but he couldn't find the video. So yeah, that's that's what's happening. He stopped that clip and then he starts looking for another one and that's what's going to come up in a second. While Tiss searches for this uh, video, uh, which he should have had prepared yeah. for the show. Um, it's hard on Netflix, mate. This is uh, the time I'm going to say you might have an advert coming up now. Do-do-do. Yeah, what advert's going to be this week? It was August 9th, 1969, a hot summer morning. The sunrise would cast a light on one of the darkest chapters in Los Angeles history. I don't think that any of us who were there, we were the first television crew on the scene. We had no idea what we were walking into. That morning, Al Wyman was an ambitious 29-year-old reporter for ABC 7 Eyewitness News. We got a call from the assignment desk telling us to go to a house in Beverly Hills at 10050 Cielo Drive. The 40 years have not fogged his memory one bit. As we sit in our studio, he paints a vivid picture with his words. This was a, a, a driveway that led to a dead end, and the dead end was that address we were sent to, and there was a gate that was closed. There was a chain-link fence, and you could see all the way through the chain-link fence, and there was an automobile inside with the body of Stephen Parent. On the scene, he walks me through it like we were sent back in time. They went in this way on this side and cut the phone lines so no one could call out. And Rona Barrett showed up, and I wondered what was she doing there because she did a gossip uh, segment on Eyewitness News at the time. Miss Rona, what are you doing here? And she said, don't you know who lives here? This is Roman Polanski's house. And then... It was just like a collective shock. We knew we were in a story that was a lot bigger than we thought. Wyman recalls standing at that gate all day, the details began trickling out. Five dead, including Sharon Tate, pregnant wife of Roman Polanski. Even more shocking, how they were killed, brutally shot or stabbed. 169 stab wounds between the five. The killers used Tate's blood to write pig on the front door a macabre message that shocked and confused the city. And it wasn't over. The next night in Silver Lake, Rosemary and Lino LaBianca, random, horribly unlucky victims, killed almost the same brutal way. Death to pigs written in their blood on the wall. Helter-skelter on the refrigerator. And then when all the, the words came out, or news came out about what was inside, how they were killed, there was an element of fear, yes. There was a lot of fear uh, in L.A. Uh, the sale of guard dogs and guns rose dramatically overnight, and the use of security services dramatically. And particularly in the movie colony, they were just terrified. The rope had been thrown over the rafter, and then each end of the rope was kind of loop, looped around the victim's neck. Clothing was actually found near the scene of the uh, of the Tate murders by a film crew. I believe it was a Channel 7 film crew. That film crew was Al Wyman. It was four months after the murders. What we did, we came here and actually stood right here in this, in this spot and said, okay, if we had just killed these people, we are covered with blood, where would we go and where would we throw the clothes? 
Wyman and his crew got into their news vehicle and started driving down Benedict Canyon, estimating the murderer's escape. Let's time how long it takes me to undress and redress. And I put the stopwatch on and ran it for 6 minutes and 20 seconds. And at that time, when it hit 6.20, I said, okay, where are we? And we stopped and got out and looked over, and I said, my God, those have to be the clothes. That day, 40 years ago, Wyman files this report. Six minutes and 20 seconds of moderate driving up Benedict Canyon led us to this spot. And looking over the edge of this hill, we found several pairs of blue jeans and what appeared to be some very dark sweatshirts. When the LAPD arrived on the scene, detectives were not happy. The media figured it out before they did. Uh, We were notified by my boss, Lieutenant Robert Helder, who received a phone call from what I believe is Channel 7 News. They came up and found the clothing, which we introduced at the trial. Slowly, Bugliosi gathered his evidence. It led to a man who stood only five foot two but wielded a manipulative power that turned a group of hippie followers into some of the most ruthless, cold-blooded killers in American history. Charles Manson. There you go. Wow. Can I just say, Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Roman Polanski had anything to do with this. It was his wife. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's no, crazy. Mm-hmm. When they said it, I was like, you know, it's not one of the names. I'm like, it's probably another Roman Polanski. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's quite shocking. Yeah, it's his wife. Uh, it's nuts that he lived through the Holocaust, mm. survived the Holocaust, and, and then, then that happened. It, yeah. Apparently, there was, uh, in, I think, one of the documentaries I watched, uh, one of his close friends said that, you know, he'd survived the Holocaust, this and that. You know, he was fucking, obviously, a pretty tough dude, and he just broke down, like, fucking, you know, this was like, yeah, when he found out, because he wasn't there at the time. No. Interesting life. Mm. And then he slept with uh, children. I don't even know about that. Um, but he, he's he's not in the country. He's not in America anymore because if he goes back to America, he'll be arrested because he slept with a girl who was underage. Right. And he still makes films. Yeah. But there's that, that whole like, um, do I go and see his film? I can I enjoy a film from a guy who is, which should be in prison. Mm. Mm. And so it's like that. It's like Michael Jackson. involved. Yeah, people who love Michael Jackson's music after he's gone to court so many times for touching kids are like, well, I really love his music, but can I really enjoy it when I'm listening to it knowing yeah. who'd made it? It's that disassociation between like, the artists lost and profits, their works. But then I don't actually, I don't have that internal dialogue because that's shit. shit. <laughs> like, I'm kind of, well. Yeah, I never really Not bothered. Manson was a funny guy then. Mm. He did some. The thing that I think through all of this though, mm. is there a chance that he was framed? No. No. No, he sounds like a maniac. I don't listen to that. Guy. But I listened. I listened to that that interview earlier. Mm. I was like, "This is the ramblings of a madman." Yeah. Mm. Yes, is the answer. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, but but I still think there's a chance he could have been framed. No, 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 no chance. Okay, it's always a chance. But when you say a chance, I'm like, not even what do you mean by the, chance? the only thing that makes me think that is because they didn't have any leads, and the only thing that cracked the case was uh, one of his followers who was put in prison for something else, bragging about it to a cellmate. That cracked the case. That's nuts, isn't it? Hmm. That they would have never found it. Yeah, but if he was clever enough, it doesn't it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what you do, does it? It's, you know, you can get yeah. away with anything. You literally get away with murder. This is like the schizophrenia thing all over again. 
It's just a man. Where Veep was like, we're going to do the human brain. Once we're done schizophrenia, it was like, there's no yeah. room left. The you funny might, thing you is, might have to pick is, one more and come. You might, this might be a two part. Yeah, honestly, like I can't. Part two will be next year then. There's loads of parts. Yeah, yeah. There's fucking loads of parts. Is Manson the biggest part though? No. There, there's another cult which is fucking insane. Well, have you got a little one you can chuck in? Tell it. Yeah, okay. I'll do. Chucked in a little what's the bit. Japanese one? No, that is well, how, too big. I'm quite scared okay. of the Japanese one though, so I'll throw that in with a load of others. Do a small then... one because you know Beef did like the main thing was schizophrenia, but we also did the quiz. Okay, well, well I, this is Manson, but you're also going to do. There's another dude who's not. Are you done with Manson, by the way? Um, yeah, I mean, the way that I see it is, uh, yeah, he's an interesting cat, and it's pretty, pretty. I think it's pretty obvious how he got followers. You know, he's quite charming, but it's pretty obvious his motives for, for stuff like that. Mm. The Summer of Love, you know, obviously a lot of people were sick and tired of society and they wanted to break out and it was just the perfect you know he wanted people to break out of society with him and form whatever and Shaggy. people were all too happy to do that because society was you know not letting you shag anyone you want basically what do you think um, about Manson? Um, uh, yeah he's kind of he's almost a bit more than your typical cult leader isn't he hmm. you know he's very he's very interesting He's all, he's like an maniac. icon as well though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everyone's heard of the name if you don't know about him. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, so um, was it that murder, the mm. one we just talked about, the murders? Is that what Manson was imprisoned for? That's what he was imprisoned for. Right. There's another documentary which is like the missing bodies, where they and the documentary was so like at one point I was like what are we talking about here because they were literally describing like that sounds great they were describing um, <laughs> they were describing methods of like how you can analyse like samples of soil I was just like this is not what I want to watch it's fucking so boring <laughs> Was it called the mystery? Like the first, you feel like he's really hard to please sometimes. The first, like he started about soil for like five minutes. He's like, I bet the soil bit is about a minute. No, the first four minutes of it, how they can trace. They talk about the the first four minutes. They talk about Manson. The rest of it, all they're talking about is like (laughs) all they're talking about is modern methods. (laughs) Did you sit on the remote? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Gardner's World. And it went from the biography (laughs) channel to yeah, Gardner's World. Uh, I often sit on the remote. Um, the first three minutes of that documentary was talking about Manson. The rest of it was modern methods of uh, analysing bodies. It was just like, oh, fuck this. Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> so I want to see it. I want to watch it so I can I actually, guarantee because Because I was not. on Netflix, that was um, I clicked onto it. I actually watched like 37 minutes of it, but it felt like I'd watched like 20 minutes of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so close to I was only 17 minutes longer <laughs> it's like oh man I was only watching it for 37 minutes I realised it's been like four hours <laughs> like wow it's just realised it's only like 30 minutes <laughs> I want to go watch that documentary now the Manson one not the, not the one about soiling oh right I genuinely thought you meant the one about soiling I do want to kind of watch that though still just so you can prove this wrong yeah. Um, Why have we stopped? What happened? Yeah, what is going on? So I've got about soil and then disappeared. I've yeah. got another. Are we done with Manson? Yeah, we're done with Manson. Right, okay. Um, and Manson's still in prison? Still, yep. 
He's still emancipated. Mm. He got life. All of the, all of them got life. Does he mean when he says when you say life as in he he will actually die in prison? In America, that life means life, doesn't it? Probably. I mean, I in America, they I think give you, you can get parole. He's got. He's had a few parole hearings. Never. I bet they just like nah. Yeah, he's too famous. So if you have let him out, you'll be like the guy that let him out. If they had someone wants to be there, do you remember those? Um, then again, Donald Trump could be president, so anything can happen. Do you remember? Oh the yeah, this will be the last episode that goes up before. Oh no, when that's the weird news. Yeah. When's the election? Mean, Twitch you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Ah, oh, so that means when this goes up. Oh my we'll god, know. we'll have to start so, the next one with commiserations, possibly. Oh, so let, let's let's oh, do. Oh man, we didn't get to do a PSA then. Let's both of them. He's a monster. Right, so you're going to drop us another another dude. Drop a bomb. I don't know, not really. The thing is, is that the other ones are kind of like... Too long. Yeah, I need, I need like a good half hour, 45 minutes each one. Each one? Mm. Wow. I've really gone into depth, and if I if I was to try and condense it, it would be this like... This is what you said about... Spending material for exactly nothing. exactly what happened schizophrenia. Yeah. It'd be like spending material for nothing. Uh, we can, come on, we can talk time for five, ten minutes. Let's find a cult. Type, type cult into Can't Google. we just talk a bit First about, cult um, that comes up, we'll check it out. Jonestown. Type Jonestown. We talked about Jonestown a lot, though, already. Let's talk a little bit. So yeah. I do funniest cult. Oh, funniest. yeah. That's hilarious. I'm sure <laughs> America's funniest cult. <laughs> okay. Um, six insane cults that would probably be a lot of fun. Okay. Or we've got the, the 15 stupidest cults ever. The 10 strangest religious cults in the world. 30 cult movies that everybody should see. <laughs> 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 I think Dynamite's got to be on there. 15 movies with crazy cult followings. Let's get into films now. Okay, what do you want? Six insane cults that would probably be a lot of fun. 15 stupidest cults ever. Or 10 strangest religious cults. Tiss, you choose one. 15 C for this. That's probably, ne- that's probably like just all the normal cults anyway, because yeah. all cults are stupid. Should we just go for number one then? Six insane yeah. cults. Okay, yeah. This is cracked.com. We've used them before. Cracked's pretty good. I like cracked. Okay. Six. You can tell me if you've heard of any of these or you know about these. I don't know any of you. We don't know. Um, the Raelian movement. No. We're going to sit and read all this. Just give us like a blurb. Well, I'll read it. Well, we don't really, we didn't really talk about all of, we only know, how many murders, how many murders were there? Well, well, well. That's what we really know about. Okay. Rael lets you know on his website that he's a Frenchman who used to be a cabaret singer and a race car driver. Oh. All of this was prior to meeting an alien named Yawa who came to Rail to tell him about the origin of mankind, as well as offering him the service of several futuristic sex robots. Oh, an alien named Yahweh. Yeah. That's God. Is it? Yahweh means God, yeah. So this guy it was. He offered him the service of several futuristic sex robots. That's not God. Um, the movement is noted for such awesome things as claiming in 2002 to have cloned a human, which turned out to be sort of entirely untrue. And accusations of brainwashing via sex. They're quite obsessed with sex, aren't they? Again, sex and cults. It's always sex. With cults, they're always... It's the guys like, oh, I've been speaking to God, right? Oh, what's he been saying, almighty one? (laughs) Yeah, that. Um, The cosmic people of light powers. Have you heard of that? Oh, you said they're all American. This is This is Czech Republic. A Czech cult. Okay, let's check it out. (laughs) (laughs) The cosmic people aren't your typical downer cult. You'll find no leaders with 100 wives. The cosmic people do believe in an alien named Ashtar Shiram. Has a fleet of 10 million spaceships that orbit the Earth. With that many spaceships, you're just getting a... It all just goes off on a nonsense, I guess. This is balls, yeah. It's just trying to be too wacky, this right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Church of God with signs following. Family International. 
Children of Cod. The Brethren. The Brethren, I have heard, heard of that. that. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, the House of Yellow. I reckon we should have gone on the other one. Fifteen stupidest cards ever. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? I think I've got a question for you here, Tess. What's the difference between a cult and a religion? A cult and a religion. Yeah. I would say a religion is based upon the principle of of self help and empowering. I'd say a cult is more disempowering your followers to empower, you know, the hierarchy, if that makes sense. What do you think? What do you say? I think that's pretty bang on, yeah. I think religion is, is about yourself. It's about, um, what's the word? Just, yeah, just like bettering yourself. Um, mm. It empowers people. It's difficult. Like, if you take religion on the whole, um, yeah, it's... It's defined by a group of people who, I mean, even if they are worshipping a being, you know, you do it of your own choosing, you do it of your own accord, you you mm. don't, you do it, like some people will always um, want more from it than you will, so you might be more casual than others. don't know, that's a very hard mm. thing mm. to try and define. Well, when it says it here on this website, I'm on uh, Crave Online, it says what's the difference between a cult and a religion? Well, that's for smarter men than us to define. So basically, that is one of them questions where where's the line? It's, it's a tricky thing because in my head, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but in my head, they are there are some massive differences when you think yeah. of a cult and then you think of a religion. They are very different. I think the reason that cults happen is because the line is so blurred that you know when you're in a cult, people can easily say, "Well, you know, it's not a cult because of this and this," and it's. Because the line is so blurred and there's such a grey area, it gives it that room for uncertainty. And that's how cults can hide away and say that they're religion or they're this or that. And it's from the inside, it looks like a religion, but from the outside, you can see that someone's being well, usually disempowered. Usually, a cult, you have to know where it is. You have to know why, you know, unless you were there at the very, very beginning, I'd imagine it'd be quite hard to join a cult because you'd mm. have to know exactly where they were. You'd have to be very aware of what you'd have to sacrifice to join the cult. If you join a religion, the religion is there. It's, you know, and it will survive and thrive without you. You don't have to be a part of it. Mm. A cult is is um, dependent on the people. It like it needs to feed itself on the people that are there. Mm. And if the people decide to go and leave, it won't exist anymore. So it's kind of, yeah, which is silly, really, because if they just stopped killing everyone that went, they might actually grow. But I don't think they're bothered about it. Can we tell you about a cult? Yeah. The Church of Euthanasia. Yeah. I think about that name all straight away. They probably kill themselves, right? Most of these cults claim that they're trying to make the world a better place, but few go to the lengths of the Church of Euthanasia. Founded by Chris Corder in Boston, the group aims to restore balance to the earth by reducing the number of living humans through abortion, suicide, cannibalism, <laughs> cannibalism and sodomy. Their website formally provided suicide instructions, but had to take them down after lawsuits from relatives of people who used them. That is mental. Yeah. We should talk about that one. That is crazy. Yeah. What extreme measures Yeah. are bringing balance to the earth. Yeah. By... Overpopulated. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair enough point, but it's just a stupid way of doing it. Yeah. It's right, but that's like, you can't change it. 
killing yourself isn't going to help. Can't be sure it's right, but it does help. I think there are too many people. Not there's too, <laughs> not there are too many people. You can do a call. I, I, just no, think I think there are too many people. There is too many people. It is true. For, yeah. where, does, where does this plateau? It doesn't. It's because medicine is getting more advanced. Yeah. And it's just the thing is, we've got better contraception now as well. Mm. But it's just people living so much longer. The thing is, uh, the one, the, well, I don't know who complains, but there's, there's probably a group of people that complain about, like in Bangladesh or India, you know, where they have like a lot of kids. Mm. Um, it's funny because like, uh, apparently one child born in a Western society uses up the same amount of resources as a thousand children born in a Bangladeshi or Indian society. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they're not the ones that are over-creating. I guess we are. <laughs> but it's like, mm. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> it's just the human race, isn't it? Expanding. Yeah, but then you've also got to look at the level of poverty. Those areas are riddled with horrendous poverty. So they might be born, they might give birth to five children, but realistically, when they're grandparents, they might only have two children left because the others have died. So, mm. yeah. Um, I'll go to you one more cult because this one's grabbed my attention as well. The Order of the Solar Temple. Okay. Do you know this one? No. Because I think this is about right up your street. I only re- I only researched the ones that I had. Right. I haven't researched any more. This this one. I feel like cults is going to be like your Warrens. Yeah. Where I thought Warrens Same I could do in one, and then ended up it's going to be like at least a four part to me to get through yeah. my Warren stuff. Cults is going to be your Warrens, but um, the Order of the Solar Temple, based on the medieval Knights Templar. The Order of the Solar Temple seems like a pretty harmless group of history nerds when it was founded in 1984. Things quickly got weird, though, as the group took a face-first dive into serious cult territory. They went way off the rails when the group murdered a baby in 1994 because they thought it was the Antichrist. This horrific act was followed by a wave of mass suicides and murders of Order members who all thought they were on a one-way trip to paradise on the planet Sirius. Sirius is a star, dumbasses. Is that how it ends? Um, <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Man. What do you think about that? Wow, it's madness. Maybe I'll keep this list and every time Tiss does a um, cult episode, I'll whack off another couple of yeah, crazy ones. Some wacky give, him, ones. give him some more research to do. Yeah. Some wacky history I'll notes that... that- Wow, wow, wow. Was the baby the Antichrist? Did they ever find out? Well, maybe it was. Maybe they actually did us all a favour. Yeah. We just don't know because they fucking saved us. The Antichrist isn't one particular person. It's like a spirit. So it could have been the Antichrist. Yeah, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah, but... Who knows? It could be... You can't kill it, basically. The Antichrist spirit is anything that's, like, anti-Christ. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a person is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be an individual. Could be an ideal ideology. It's ideology. It could be. It could be a company. It could be an economy. It could be anything. Is Donald Trump the Antichrist? It could be the devil. Is Donald Trump the Antichrist? No. Is Hillary Clinton the Antichrist? No. Is Boris Johnson the Antichrist? He's an idiot. (laughs) Is Nigel Farage the Antichrist? Trump's just a big dumb baby. Is Hitler the Antichrist? (laughs) Uh, Well, people say that um, Hitler had Antichrist ideology. Is Mm. Rasputin the Antichrist? That's why I couldn't. Die. But this is this is the thing. Is like, well, people at the time would have said Hitler was the Antichrist. Yeah. But he's dead, and you still get. So who's the Antichrist? You still get that? genocide. You still get. That's why I'm saying it's Trump. like a spirit. It's Trump. Something. Yeah. Trump. Who's killed the most he, people? He's a monster. Like ever. Who's killed the most people ever? Because Hitler isn't the one that's killed the most people ever, is it? Pol Pot. 
Pol Pot was pretty bad. Who? Who's he? I've heard the name. Well, Hitler didn't Pol technically Pol kill. Well, I mean, oh, like, he'll kill himself. Probably someone like Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah, he like famously just killed. Oh no, I mean like Hitler, not like himself. Like mean I mean like it's someone his... who ordered the execution oh, of it the most be, people. It will be. Yeah. Like he's responsible. It'd be Hitler, surely. Yeah. Think of the millions of Jews. Millions. Yeah, I mean, he killed loads, but... It wasn't just him. I'm pretty sure there's someone else who killed more, isn't there? Who... If there isn't, then... Who has killed the most most people? It literally comes up. Who's responsible for the most killings? Mao. Chairman Mao? Chairman Mao, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Apparently Hitler and Stalin combined killed less people than Mao. Have a look at Mao. Come on, that's mental. I don't believe Mao? Chairman Mao was pretty bad. There's loads of people in China, though. There's so many people to kill, like... As he comes up with the dictator. Comes up with the Ali dictator, G. as in Sasha Brown Cohen. Oh, for the fuck's sake. <laughs> Which dictator killed the most people? Mao kills 78 million. Oh, that is a lot of people. 78 million? <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake, Mao. He's the anti. Is he the Antichrist? Um, but this is the thing: is all these people they could have been. Stalin has killed more than Hitler. Stalin's number two. Hitler number three. What did Stalin do? What Rush? He was Russian. Yeah, yeah. But like, what did he? Just was it Russians? Did, did he kill Russians? I don't know. Twenty-three million kills. Should we find out from Hitler? Rachel? Seventeen million. Oh, Pol Pot's way down the list. He's only number seven. Oh. Silly. How me. many people is he? He's only killed one point seven million. Oh, See, I it? thought you were talking about Paul Potts. Who's the? No, the singer. <laughs> yeah. No, Pol Pot. Killing them softly with his song. He's Cambodian. When you look at Chairman Mao, he looks fucking ridiculous. He killed so many people. 78 million people. He looks like Mickey Mouse. That's more people than live in the UK. Is he still alive? Is he going to kill me? Oh, no, no he, he died. died. He died no, they've kept his body. He's pickled. If you go to Beijing, you, <laughs> you can pickled go and Mao. You saw it, didn't you? No, I, no, they wouldn't let us in because I had a video camera. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me that. Pickled Was that when you had the shits? <laughs> No, that was a couple of days before. Why are you looking looking at me as if you're ragging me? Because we talked about it on the show before and you got really embarrassed. Pickled mouth. You were talking about going to China and I said you had the shits. I don't mind having the squits and all these people knowing I have the squits. You would admit it on the other show. You were like, no, no, I don't have the shits at the Great Wall. I didn't have them at the Great Wall. You're saying, you you make it sound like I perched over the edge of the wall. Well, no, but you said you couldn't enjoy the Great Wall because your guts are hanging out of you. <laughs> no, I did. Hanging out of you. <laughs> hanging out. How right, we, fuck it out. We can't how do we get from killing 78 we million people? This episode, but yeah, we got this is bad taste. <laughs> Pickled Mao is like the peak of bad taste. No, I feel like the beginning of this episode was really bad taste. Then we got serious for a bit and then the end has been really bad taste again. Wait, what did we do at the start? Um, was I can't remember, taste? but we were being bad. We were talking about the summer of 69 of- Oh, that's not that's <laughs> fine though. Orgies are cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I've never had an orgy. Would you go to an orgy? No. Would you go to an orgy beef? Who was there? It sounds good, Your but wife? you'd get there and just be like, oh. Uh, would you go to an orgy? I don't think I'd be up for it. It'd be so like too much flesh everywhere. It's too much. It's too much responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to not disappoint one woman. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing several. Yeah. When there's other people in the room who are going at it like hung horses. Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd definitely be... I feel like I'd be the disappointing one. Yeah. Because someone's got to have the smallest cock in the room. Well, yeah. Someone. Someone. There's got to be the smallest one ever, yeah. There's got to be someone... (laughs) If you got this one, you wouldn't be at an orgy. (laughs) We'd cut that. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. So Rachel's shed more light on Mal. All right. He's a fucking arsehole, I said, did Mal really kill 78 million? 
And she says, so you guys will remember Rachel from a couple of episodes ago. She featured at Campfire. She says... Yeah, she's your wife. I know her. Talking to the listeners, you dickhead. I'm listening. Well, we don't know the exact number, as the records in China are still sealed. But yes, that is the estimate. That's just an estimate. Yes. Imagine literally, like, a sealed envelope with the fucking number. It's just like, now we're not looking at Oscars. Hang on. So... That is through him ordering people to be killed, concentration camps, and famine caused by Mao's forced commune farming system that meant there was not enough food in China. So... So he yeah. killed them by fucking up, not by, like, ordering them to die. He ordered people to die. Oh, he did. But, yeah, he had forced communist Forced farming. Yeah. So, yes, he did. Exhaustion. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But they love him. They love really? him. Really? Yeah, if you go to the... When you go to the Forbidden City, there's a huge picture of him... And it's like surrounded by candles and flowers. Is and that where like... the forbidden envelope is with the <laughs> forbidden number? I suppose it's out of terror. It's like hoping you'd show it's him love to hope that you survive. Mm. Yeah, he's dead now. It's like people who praise God because they're scared of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Just, I don't know. How do you reply to that? I've just put, that's awful. So crazy. <laughs> okay. With, with some kisses. Um, 78 million is yeah. mental, isn't it? We can probably wrap this episode up. No, no, I'm still <laughs> just in China's shock. population grew from 550 million to over 9 million during a period of leadership. In contrast, critics consider him a dictator comparable to Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin, who severely damaged traditional Chinese culture, as well as the perpetrator of systematic human rights abuses who was responsible for an estimated 40 to 70 million deaths through starvation, forced labour and executions, ranking his tenure as the top incidents of democide in human history. Um, he just fucked up a lot. Just a little funny story, right? Basically. Go on. So Rachel has to teach Mao to her year 12 and 13. <laughs> Imagine really that. Thought she had to teach Mao. <laughs> she had homeschooling to teach Mao. She to, she's got to teach um, <laughs> She should have taught him got better, to teach him a lesson. <laughs> should have taught him fucking a different political uh, standpoint. <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask if she, if she says, so Tiss says, did he fuck up a lot? Yeah, like loads, systematically fucked up. I don't think he fucked up. I think he was just like, oh, I think he knew what he was doing. I don't, yeah. Well, maybe well, he thought that the deaths were a, a just means to an end, you know? Well. Not defending him. I think you are. I think you're defending him. Yeah. So I've put. Um, I'm not. So did he fuck up politically, as Tiss says? Not politically. He just fucked up killing people. I like, think that'll make her laugh. <laughs> I anyway, think it'll so make her sigh. She says, yes, it is crazy. The main deaths were caused by the Great Famine that happened because of Mao's policy called the Great Leap Forward, but also lots of intellectuals and adults were killed by youth in the Cultural Revolution, particularly teachers. The young people were used by Mao in what was called the Red Guard. So they were, yeah. I don't think he What about Coney 2012? I think he's very clever. What about Coney? <laughs> Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we need to do weird news. Oh man, okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I've got not going to sign off. So you done on Manson? Well, no, I've got to do the outro shit first. Oh yeah, have you done on Manson? You done it ages ago, Chairman Manson. (laughs) When you think about it, really, Charlie Manson only killed like, or was only responsible for the deaths of like seven people. Chairman Mao killed seventy million, and he was fucking chairman. (laughs) Charlie Manson's been in prison for ages. How's that fair? (laughs) That's where I'm going to end it. This is final thought. That's my final thought. Great. Right, okay. Let's wrap it up. Right, okay. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, um, like that dickhead did on Twitter last week, 
Um, it's oh, you mean the guy we blocked? No, no, no I don't, I don't want, want any of it. I don't, I don't want to talk about one hater when we got so much love last week. Exactly. Um, talk about him all the time. We got like some amazing. Okay, we'll talk about witness. Okay, so if you want to contact us on Twitter, I'm at Bob Shoy. Tiss is at Tissy Baby, and Beef is at Martin One Luke at Martin One Luke, and you can contact us unexplainableukml.com. Weird Tales and the Unexplainable.blogspot.com or Facebook.com slash Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all them other places. You can find us most places. Um, and go and give us a rating, a little review on iTunes, please. Do it. Do it. Unless it's a bad one. Do it. Unless it's bad. If you want to give us a five star review, do it. If you want to give us a four star review, do it. If it's three or less, think, we'll think block about you. it. And we don't want you to listen anymore. Just listen to something else. Yeah. If, you like, if you don't like it, just listen to something else. Don't listen to loads of episodes and then berate on. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to 47 episodes and then say you hate us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. by the way. Uh, okay, right. Okay, so Tiss, go. What? Sign off. You've yeah, got, yeah, you go got something. Oh, Come until on. next time. Man's only a game, <laughs> Until next time. What? <laughs> Bye for Mal. Oh, <laughs> Mal, not even Manson not even a Manson one <laughs> we talked about Mal a lot and I want that to be stuck in the episode because it was a great okay I'll leave the Mal stuff in he kills loads of people though 78 million mate until next 78 time. million Jamie that's jumped by 8 that's amazing that's quite a record that's quite amazing isn't it actually when you think that's nuts that. 78 million people. Rachel right, go on then. Let's, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, hang on. Well, she kind of, fade in the music. She kind of disagrees with you. What do you mean? Uh, well, she says that. Well, she says to me... I'm, well, as you know, he is still seen in China as a great leader. He did awful things. Yeah, yeah you could say that. He also brought new education methods to China. He also improved women's rights and equality as he banned forced marriages and gave women job opportunities. He also increased China's world reputation to what it is today. Uh, but she says that your view would be agreed with because on the outside we think he is a terrible political leader but he obviously knew what he was doing because of all the other stuff he did. Mm. No, I'd agree with me because... (laughs) I'd agree. (laughs) And here's why. I said that he fucked up. Like, you know, I got out of bed this morning, I got to work, but then I fucked up by forgetting my lunch. Doesn't mean that I didn't do loads of good things, it just means that the bad thing... I fucked up about. He fucked up by killing those people, but he did loads of cool, like, cool stuff, healthcare, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hitler was a great leader if he'd have stopped before the genocide. Uh, the economy no. of Germany before the genocide, before genocide was the tits. It yeah. Was so good. But... What he did in the few years before he started he used, killing everyone. He used all those good things as a smoke shield to hide his Jew-hating fucking ideology. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. He's an evil genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Evil genius. Okay, TTFM. Cool. Ta-ta for Mal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide.
doing doing a test is when you change the episode on the last day. Doing a bob is when you plan way too much and you realise you have to actually spend like four episodes doing one topic instead of one. (laughs) Doing a beef is doing something that you already did two weeks ago. (laughs) Two weeks ago. (laughs) You're joking. Have you got a cushion? My ass is out. I'm so glad I'm still recording. I mean, discussion episode next week. Let's hear it for LRH. LRH. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.